Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. We are going to be providing you with valuable content around entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. We will also be doing interviews with professionals in the industry that are real and unedited, so make sure you subscribe now. And lastly, enjoy the show. Dr. B, thanks for joining the show. My total pleasure, Jesus. It's good to see you. Yes, it's great to see you too. Now, how's the weather where you're at? Where are you at, by the way? I'm in Oakland, California. Not that far from you, I guess. Unless no. I <laughs> I'm in San Jose. Yeah. yeah. Well, it started out real cold this morning. I went for my morning walk and coffee. It was really cold, but now it's really warmed up. Yesterday was colder. Okay. Yeah. It was like 40. Yeah, Whoa, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe not as cold. Now, is this your virtual background? Or is no. that your real background? No, dude. Everything about me is real. There's nothing virtual about me. Okay. So this is, <laughs> we're we're sitting in my office slash study. And uh, pre-COVID, I would meet people here for individual sessions. And uh oh. so I, I'm I'm comfortable in this room and it makes for a nice background. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah mine's a virtual background. It's funny because ever since I've been using this virtual background, people have been thinking that it's my empty office during COVID-19. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm like, I'm the only employee coming into the office, guys. Yeah, well, there you go. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a few handpicked questions for you. And, go right ahead. You know, your short bio was quite interesting. And I wanted to ask you what inspired you to choose a career in psychology with a focus on top performance? Well, when I was a child, um, I was a very prodigious piano player. I started playing at the age of six and very quickly uh, it was clear to my teacher and my mother particularly that I had a very natural talent um, that was um, on the extraordinary side in terms of my sensitivity to music and ability to communicate that through playing. So. Their agenda was to get me pretty quickly to recitals and competitions and to uh, national auditions, which was totally not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to play the piano, make mm. music. And um, so I, I did all these things as a dutiful child, um, but it was completely nerve wracking. I would get so nervous before the event, you know, a week or two weeks before, by the time I had to sit down on stage yeah. at a piano my hands and knees would shake. You cannot play the piano with any sensitivity if your hands and knees are shaking. It's just not possible. So it was yeah. it was a real deal nightmare. And nobody helped me with it. It was all like, what's the matter with you? Or um, uh, it's all in your head. Or, um, you know, you'll grow out of it. Those are, those are the... It's almost uh, like butterflies. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Kind, of, what, what kind of butterflies? Nervous, nervousness. <laughs> yeah, it's more. It was way more than that. It was it was butterflies that wanted to eat me up. I mean, it was like, whoa, this was this was it was just torture. Hmm. By the time I was fourteen, and nobody helped me with it, as I said, by the time right. I was fourteen, I just stopped, and I actually stayed away from the piano for oh, I'd say at least twenty five years. I didn't touch it. And was it and because it, it was traumatizing? Like yeah, experience? totally. Oh, yeah, totally. I, it was all, it's everything, you know, when as you're growing, things get um, 
the the um, the professional was connected. They all kind of mesh to things get meshed together. So playing the piano was associated then with the trauma of performing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a natural inclination to be very interested in people and to listen very well and um, be and be a problem solver. So this all sort of t- kind of came together. Yeah. with the possibility that I could be a psychologist. And my father was a psychologist, quite a prominent one, actually. Um, and, um, you know, I'm sure there was something in that, too, as a way of getting <laughs> close to my father, which I never did when he was actually alive. Mm. So, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a multiplicity of things. However, as a performance psychologist, I really did, did a deep dive into what was going on with me um, when I uh, was... Uh, you know, I had to cross the threshold into a recital hall or to a national competition or something like that. And that just quickly developed into being very interested in performers. I, I have right. a quite a theater background from my family, um, professional theater, community theater. So I started to really study like what is happening when a person is on one side of a threshold and then they go to the other. And then this led to other kind of performance, athletes, uh, speech um, makers, um, but even to um, dentists and people in high stress, high performance occupations. So that's that's what I do. I work mostly with people who are in high stress, high performance occupations, everyone from lawyers and dentists, surgeons to students who freak out when they have to take the ACT or the SAT. Interesting. And I developed a performance model, a training model that basically uh, trains people to be calm and confident and focused when they have to perform. And that's a three-legged stool that is very sturdy. When you're calm, confident, and focused, your body, mind, and spirit, you are good to go for performance. And so it's about awareness when you're losing it and then building the tool. I like that you've had the experience and, you know, you mentioned something that was key is a lot of people don't help you through it, right? That's it's right. more like, get your act together or <laughs> exactly. you're, you're just losing it. Like, you, <laughs> you're going to be okay, right? Uh, sounds like you may have had some personal experience with this, Jesus. I think everyone has had personal experience with <laughs> I it, I think right? you're right. Like when you I go through a right. lot of stress, pain, whatever, yeah. it's easy mm-hmm. to be like, just take another drink a beer, yeah. a wine, yeah. like, yeah, it, yeah. it's fine. It, it, yeah. yeah. And it's uh-huh. a, it's a way to like, it seems very comforting to calm them in the moment, but it doesn't address right. the root issue. Right. So, well, or, not only, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not ahead. only that, not only that, but then you start to associate, you know, feeling better and calming down with the drink with, you know, um, whatever your whatever your becoming addiction of choice is, and then you need right. more of that more frequently and it gets less effect and it starts to spiral right. in a terrible way. Yeah. And you, it, it ends up, I love talking about this stuff, emotions, right? Because it ends up okay. being like a coping thing strategy. Oh, yeah. Where, where when you mention addiction, right? It's easy to be like, if you always have outlets to, let's say, drinking, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, that's your go-to right to exactly. handle it but it doesn't yeah. really help you to have real coping strategies on how to do it in a healthy way right which you're right oh. a lot of people don't teach things oh, like right. that right and especially for top performance because you know entrepreneurs that 
tune into the show from time to time, listen to this, and they're we're all top performers. Yeah, right? exactly. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel stress, anxiety, worry, insecurities yeah. on a yeah. daily yeah. basis. Correct. We wake up stressed. We 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 can't even fall asleep because we're we're just thinking about our business in the morning, right. at night, all night long, right? Things mm-hmm. we should have done, things we could have done, things we should have said, like right. all these things, right? Um, fear of failing is huge for entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. you mentioned also even from school, I kind of wish I was taught these things at a very early age, because what we're taught as men, as you know, is don't show weakness, yeah, be strong. Right. right, exactly. Yeah. But being strong doesn't mean just shut up. <laughs> right? No, no. In fact, I'm, I'm glad you bring it up that way because to me, being strong means being able to face and deal with the challenges that come your way mm. without resorting to escape uh, routes. Right. You know, alcohol, pornography, gambling, shopping, eating are all escape routes. I mean, you're, 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 you want to quell feeling of stress, but I want, to, I want to emphasize something here, which is I have a very different definition of stress than um, I've seen. And mm-hmm. so when I ask people what stress, they can't, the answers that I get are stress is my kids, stress is my wife, stress is COVID, stress is my business, the government. So what's similar about all that? It's all pointing the finger, right? So that's like mm. if my kids would change, if my wife would change, if the government would go away, if COVID would end, yeah, what, what, wait, yeah, it's all circumstances outside of you, and it's suggesting if all that changed, my life would really work. Okay, what's the Good problem luck. with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck. So, so let's stay with this. Yeah, stress is not what's happening outside of you; it's how you're reacting to the outside events. Mm. Okay. And what I say is stress, what you're feeling, stress, is a function of disconnection. When you disconnect in the body, the mind, or the spirit, that's the totality of who we are. When you disconnect in one, two, or three of these, you're going to feel stress. Can I give you a really simple example? Yeah, please. please. Okay. So I coach a lot of kids who um, have trouble taking tests. They're smart. They prepare. I'm just getting a little prop here. They're smart. They prepare. They are. Um, you know, they're, they're good students, but they go in and take a test and they, um, they stress out, freak out. Sure. So kids come to my office and I show them, I show them this and I, they, they say, yeah, yeah, yeah test, test freak me out. <laughs> so I said, wait, wait a minute, hang, <laughs> pause here for a second. So you're telling me that this piece of paper is sitting on the desk and somehow this paper is jumping off the desk Choking you? Is that what's happening? And they go at me like, no, Dr. B. So I said, well, it's not the test that's freaking you out. It's your reaction when you see this. Right. Now, if you take that one step further, I think I think the example is, is helpful, actually, because it's a different definition. Take it one step further. The kid sits down to take the test, okay? The teacher says, here, um, here's the kid the test. Say, begin the test. Now, watch carefully. The student opens up the test booklet and goes, oh. okay, Jesus, what did you just observe? Shot. What did you see? Yeah, that's, that's true. Hang on. But I want you to watch again, and it's something really simple. Oh. I'm holding my breath. Mm. 
when you hold your breath, the message your brain is getting is that you're dying. That's the disconnection right there. Is your stress going up or going down? It's going up. Why are kids so exhausted at the end of three hours? Because they keep holding their breath. I've trained students to raise SAT scores, 200 points, ACT scores, three composite points, just by regularizing their breath in a routine throughout the course of the whole test. Interesting. They stay connected, right? Yeah. So, so the issue with stress is, is that you have to be in the present and not try to escape it with one of these escape routes, which never really work over time because they just get worse and worse. And I have right. to say that, you know, in terms of, of you and listeners, I know what I'm talking about here. And this is another point you brought up earlier, because I had two very powerful addictions for years. And I'm 37 years in recovery from those two addictions. Mm-hmm. So I know the I know the grab that they have on people. And you know, just going back to an earlier point, my sense is I had to go through everything I had to go through, actually, so that I could help other people not have to go through that. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay? So our experience, my belief is that we all go through our lives ultimately so that we can help other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I have another question for you. Um, is So I agree with you that kids stress out, um, young adults stress out when it comes to tests. Yeah. It's funny because to me, it's, it's a lot of human behavior too in psychology. Like yeah. this also applies sure. for the 50 or 60 year old entrepreneur. Oh, sure. Oh, every, yeah, yeah, definitely. So not just focused on kids only, but why do you think young adults um, or kids stress out when it comes to tests? If they know what's coming, why do you well, think they, it's- Well, yeah, go ahead. That was my question. It, well, they don't, they don't really know what's coming. I mean, they prepare, by studying the study guide or something like this. I and I do want to bring back in the business people because I know in terms of your audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this prepare. applies to the business people. Oh, of course, it applies to everybody. Uh, yeah. They prepare, but they don't know what's going to happen, you know, when they open the test booklet. Mm. So I'll give you, you know, a, a good example for tests is that a, a student sees an item on a test that they've never seen before. Mm. And they disconnect. They say, and this is in the mind now, they say, I don't know what to do. I it's like negative self-statement. That's the yeah. mind. I don't know what to do. I I I, I can't figure this out. Mm. Right. Not realizing that an item on a test that you're being given has to relate to something that you learn. So the test is actually can you connect what you're reading on the page to what you already know? But once you start disconnecting with that, I can't, I don't, I'm not, you stop reading, your focus goes all over the place. Remember, mind, yeah. body, spirit calm, confident, and focused, you've lost it, okay? Now, in the business world, I'll give you, you know, here's an example that comes to mind. You get a call on your phone, and you, with the phone ID, you see the name of somebody who you're really not looking forward to talking with, Mm -hmm. okay? It happens a lot, Mm -hmm. right? A creditor, a customer, a business partner, (laughs) your spouse, (laughs) whatever, okay? The, the the tendency is to shut down. Mm. 
oh, tense up, shut down. Oh my God, I don't know. I really don't want this call, blah, blah, blah. But you see that you're already disconnecting. The call is coming in. Better to say, I'm just not going to answer it right now. Mm-hmm. But the best thing to do is you see the name and instead of tensing up and going into all this negativity and getting distracted, you need to have tools to get yourself calm, mm-hmm. to re- regain your own confidence. And to stay focused on what needs to be said in the conversation. It's always those three things, calm, confident, and focused. Look, this is the model here, three-legged stool. Calm, confident, and focused, body, mind, and spirit. When these three are all equally strong, this is a very sturdy platform. Elephants stand on this at the circus. But when one leg starts to go, yeah. The whole thing gets tipsy. I did this with a fourth grade class once, and I said to the kids, so what happens if one leg gets short and there was a silence and one kid from the back says, you fall on your ass. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. God bless it. And you nailed it because when you, if we learn this stuff from second grade on, what mm. a world this would be. But we're teaching tons of stuff that really doesn't really fully relate to life. Yes. This relates to life. When parents bring their kids to me, you know, I tell them, look, I want you to get higher test scores, but that's not why I do this work. I do this work so you're going to have life tools, Hmm. right? When a business executive comes to me and needs coaching as in a fix, I say, you need these tools for all your life, not just in the office, as a parent, as a spouse, as a whatever. Okay. These are life tools. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we talked a little bit about, you know, focus on top performance. Yes. Another question I wanted to ask you is in helping people achieve top performance, why is stress specifically your main focus? Oh, this is a great question. Well, the reason I touched a little bit on it. No, not, not actually not yet. So it's it's a great question. So there's a scientific proven relationship between stress and performance proven. It was first studied in the early 1900s, the the rise of the Industrial Revolution, when Mm -hmm. production output was very important, but stressors that were new kept coming in, right? Assembly lines, all kinds of different things. So two two scientists named Yerkes and Dodson did the first study of how, they actually studied how arousal affects performance. And we've, Mm -hmm. we've opened up arousal till stress, anxiety, those kinds of things. So it's a bell curve. It's a bell curve, right? Too little stress, performance goes down. Too much stress, performance goes down. But right in the middle is the optimal amount of stress produces optimal performance. You have performance and you have stress, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the curve. Right in the middle is that optimal amount of stress. You need an optimal amount of stress to perform at your best. Hmm. There's no such thing as no stress. But an optimal amount gets you to perform. This is this is proven over and over and over again worldwide. It's a human phenomenon. So when I, what I do in my work is I train people to recognize when they're losing it in body, mind, or spirit, when they're losing their calm or the confidence and focus, to become aware what are those signs. Then they learn tools, and there are only nine tools: three for being calm, three for being confident, three for being focused to get you in the middle. The middle is what athletes call the zone. So when athletes talk about, yeah, when athletes talk about it, though, they say things like this. They say, oh, wow, man, I got in the zone last night, you know? (laughs) And it all sounds, it it sounds mystical, magical, sort of like it came upon. 
I am here to tell you 40 years of psychologist, it's not mystical, it's not magical. It's a state of deepening consciousness of being in the present. Right. And it's good that you mentioned um, there has to be a little bit of stress to perform oh, yeah. at your peak, right? Oh, and totally. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people don't want any stress. I need a massage. I need to do this. I need a vacation. I need to just get rid of it all, right? Because yeah. a, lot, a lot of them aren't managing their stress very well, right? But it's funny because it's easy to view, for all of us to view stress as, or most people to view stress as it's negative emotion, reject it, right? Get it out of your system right. ASAP. Right, yeah. But little stress is, is not bad. Like if I see a car coming at me, that's a healthy stress. Like yeah. I should move so, out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Well, there's a few things about what you're saying. First of all, um, I, I was on an airplane once and the guy next to me, we were talking about what we do. What do you do? What do you do? I said, you know, I, I, um, I call the stress doctor. So he said, oh yeah, he said, the absence of stress is death. So I, I looked at him and said, how do you know, right? So, I mean, why, why, yeah. you know, so no, because why, why is that? Remember, it's really important to remember the definition that I'm using that I created. Stress is a function of disconnection. We're always disconnecting in one way or the other. So we always feel a little bit mm -hmm. of that, that tension, that stress, right? Um, the key, and this is where the saints and the sages and the yogis and all the, the most advanced beings throughout history, this is where they live. They live in that state of presence, calmness, peacefulness, equanimity, equipoise. That's where they live. We all aspire to that. Hmm. Okay. Now, I just want to say one other thing. I never, ever talk about managing stress because that sounds like you've got some big gorilla on your back that you have to manage. No. We want to reduce your stress level. So the idea even that you could be without stress, impossible, that you could lower your stress, yes, but that's not going to come because you get on a plane and go to Bali. It's going to right. come because you get on a plane and go to Bali and you start to calm down. And your mind is not cluttered. Mm. And your focus is not all over the place. It's not Bali that's doing that. It's your response to the environment. Hmm. I like that. I like good. That. I hope I hope your stress is reducing right now, Jesus. No, you're making a lot of good connections, and I love the way yeah. you're explaining it. Even like with top performance being a focus, sure. stress being sure. your main focus. Uh, yeah. I wanted to touch a little bit about. Oh, and by the way, when you mentioned for business, you know, yeah, this all applies to entrepreneurs, even marketing professionals. Oh, yeah. oh um, sure, that are listening sure. to the podcast too. And you know what's funny is you mentioned something that when something shocks us, right, or yes. we feel insecure because we didn't know this answer. It's on un the unexpected, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. So it makes me yeah. feel I don't know. I'm insecure. I don't know the answer. I right. don't feel confident. I'm going to move on. Right. 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 That's right. what right. goes through my mind. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you mentioned something that client that you know, team member, that spouse, yeah, uh -huh. that right. who calls you, right? And you just kind of disconnect, like cringe, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. What comes with that on the, you know, on a, any relationship from, yeah. you know, teens all the way to close to retirement, what comes sure. with that avoidance 
is the fear of hurt and rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because yeah. that's what makes it like, you know what? No, I'm going to avoid because I feel right. safe yeah. and I don't want to get hurt because it was all because yeah. of trauma, past experiences, right? At well, some that, point, right, right. you know, that relationship hurt you. Well, you and, say a fear of rejection. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you say fear and re- fear and rejection. I would add confrontation to that. Conflict, right? The con- mm. con- conflict and confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we get we get afraid. This is the fight or flight mechanism that we get afraid that we're somehow going to we're either we're either going to get eaten or we have to eat. We either mm. are going to get attacked attacked or we have to attack. Rather than you know what, Jesus. You could have a very different point of view than mine. I'd have a very different point of view than yours. And you know what? If we really put our hearts and minds to it, we could find a good solution between us. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. One of the one of the one of the real, I think, unhappy tragedies of our situation in the U.S. right now is the polarization of people, of of people who just cannot talk to each other. Yeah. Don't trust each other. Don't respect each other. That's sad. not a human it's condition. The hu- it's terribly sad. The human condition is really that we're all here as members of one community, one, one world, one community. Yeah. yeah, we have different colors. We have different religions. We have different genders. We have di- but difference is what makes the one. Mm-hmm. So that, there's the disconnect right there. When you disconnect from the one, right, from we, mm-hmm. and you're just I, then you've got you're creating issues right, right right then now what kind of um i guess business or you know professionals like entrepreneurs that you've been seeing through this pandemic because yeah i'm sure you're seeing it a whole spectrum yes yes i am um well um small business owners to um to ceos you know much larger organizations who themselves are feeling stressed but they also realize that they have you know people and systems under their purview that have to be addressed mm-hmm. so you know with with the with but this is really true you know for a small business owner too i mean yourself you have a family you know you have right. a wife a kid you, you know you're always serving other people right but but whether it's you with a small circle or a ceo with a very large circle what the point i make working with people is your we call it personality but your mode of being is going to parlay itself right through the whole organization so why not really cultivate being calm and confident and focused right right you need a mission you need a vision you need values this is a new uh, associate of mine nancy steiger and i going to work in the healthcare profession Mm -hmm. you need that but you've got to get it first. You can't expect that from your kids or your employees if you're not embodying that. That's very valuable. And speaking of values, um, you you and uh, Ivan Meisner talk about yeah. values a lot. I had him yeah. on my on my show, and uh, I know I saw the podcast. He, it was great. Yeah. yeah, he mentioned a lot about how important values are, um, sure. and to live by them. And if you don't yes. have them, you got to start writing down what those values yeah. are, your personal values, professional values. I mean, sure. all of it, right? Yeah. So sure. that's a really good point where you said. Now, a few more questions to wrap up. Okay. Who okay. is your ideal client and how can they get in contact with you? 
Well, my ideal client is, um, it's gonna sound very broad and it is, my ideal client is anybody who knows that they're, they could be, that they're not yet performing up to their potential. My tagline is be your best, mm. right? So anyone who knows, senses, feels, or has the experience, you know, I'm not, I'm not performing up to my potential. Now that does that doesn't mean necessarily making lots of money, but it could mean just could even mean fulfillment, right? Satisfaction, a sense of purpose, all of that. Those are my ideal clients. Somebody, because here's the deal for me: be your best means your best is already there. It's already intact. It's there. The issue for us humans is that we have so, and you referenced this before, we have so many habits and experiences and traumas and everything that we get caught in this web, right. if not jungle of ideas and negative emotions and all that. And this, you know, it's like, it's like, imagine the sun is always behind the clouds, but mostly we're living in the clouds, not in the sun. Right. So my ideal client is somebody who goes, you know, it's got to be better than this. And I say, definitely, let's go for it. Right? So it's someone then, who has a growth yeah. mindset and has yeah, that nice. character that's hungry to change. God, I got to hire you for my marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that is my background. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's you say, in it, yeah, of course, I know that. And you've been so super helpful to me. I just want to do a shout out to you right now. You've really sure, been sure. Helpful to me. I appreciate how sturdy, you know, steady and sturdy you are and, and helpful that you are. I mean, genuine, generously and help, helpful to me. Um, but I want to just say something about mindset, okay? Because I think there's a little, that's a little, that shrinks a little bit. It's really your spirit that's driving you. Your mind is one part of body, mind, and spirit. But we have so not wanted to look at the spirit because we conflate it with religion. Nothing wrong with religion. But mm -hmm. spirit is the, what drives us. It's your fire. So people who have the spirit of, you know, it's not, I'm not firing up the way I know I could or I want to. It's not burning as bright as it could be. I know there's more there. Yeah. That's the ideal client. So it could be a, a high school student. It could be a, an athlete, you know, um, soccer player. It could be a CEO. I mean, it could be a dentist. It, 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 it's true for all of us. Somebody, I was on a, I was on a business uh, show recently, and we're talking about this. And I said, part of what I do is... I've, got, I've been given a gift to recognize what's really there that wants mm -hmm. to come forward. And so that's one part of what I do. But the other part is to, is to get dissolve the blocks, right? To dissolve what's interfering between you and being right out there. Mm -hmm. So this guy called me, well, you're an interference specialist. I thought, oh, that's great. I love that. I'm an interference specialist. Let's get all this out of the way so the sun can shine. Right, get the clouds moving. Right, that's it. How can people get in touch with me? Okay, so well, um, so so one thing I want yeah. to talk about is go for it. Go spirit. For it. So yeah, and tell me if this is the right definition or term or okay. whatever. The way yeah. I'm explaining this. Yes. So spirit is like passion, is what you're saying. Yes. I want yes, that passion. Correct. I want that fire back. Right. Correct. Right. Okay. Yep. I didn't know if you meant yeah. something different than that. No, I mean I mean that, but I want to take I do want to take it one step forward because in the model, you want to be calm in the body, confident in the mind, and focused in the spirit. So what does that mean, focused in the spirit? Well, just having passion is is wonderful, but if it's not focused, mm. it's just it's just fire, 
Right. right. Focus right. means having a goal and taking actions that get you to the goal. So, so your spirit gets gets focused when you have a goal, and then you're taking actions that get you to the goal. So, part of what I do with people is let's really clarify what your goal is, and really, is that your goal? Is that your you know predecessor's goal? Whose goal is that? That's one. The second is, do you stay on track? Do you stay on track? Most of us are like mega distracted, mm. mega, right? All the devices, the screens, the whole thing. The people who are highly successful, look at every Olympic athlete, stay on track. Right. They don't get distracted. Okay, so part of That's what true. I do is I train people to recognize even when they start getting distracted, get back on track. It's very disciplined. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sure. Very disciplined. No. Yeah. Calm, confident, and focused. That's Dude, what we're you got from it. Dr. B. Now, you last question. It. Any yes. advice or tips for our listeners before we close out? Well, the biggest advice, I, I don't like tips because um it, you know, I think we tip service people. And I don't I am a service person too, but you know what I mean. I think I think that it's a practice. It's not a tip, it's a practice. And the, the most ancient time proven practice is to keep in touch with your breath. Hmm. Why? Because the breath is the single bodily function that's under our conscious control. Because we don't know where it's coming from, but we receive it and we send it, and therefore we're connected, and the breath always brings you back to the present. So when you're feeling stressed, you should definitely immediately go, you know what, I must be disconnecting in my breath. 99% of that will times will be true. Every time you worry about something, hmm. if you just at that moment, you tune into your breath, you're going to see you either stop breathing, or you breathing was shallow or irregular get back into the breath that's you know people get that i mean the yogis and all the people from all the eastern arts of meditation have been telling us this for thousands of years <laughs> when we still haven't gotten it we're still we still need practicals and we still need reminders right <laughs> well we do need reminders we do we all need reminders because the way we've constructed the world it so pulls us out of ourselves yeah we need to come back, come back, come back. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Dr. B, you're awesome. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. But then I didn't answer the question, how do people get in touch with me? Yes. How do they get in touch with you? <laughs> Thank you. Plug it. <laughs> <laughs> Just meditate on Dr. B and then I'll get no, yeah. So, So uh, I would really welcome anybody. First, go to my website, which is D-R-B, the letter B, Y-O-U-R best. DRB your best, Dr. B your best.com. There you'll see all kinds of stuff, including a lot of free stuff about um, performance and uh, just a, a whole bunch of, of materials and all about me. I'm happy to offer anybody a 20 minute complimentary phone consultation. And what that means is that you get, I get on the phone, you tell me what's going on, and I uh, can, will ask you a few questions and you can ask me questions about how I work. And Every single time that 20 minute conversation will either end up, let's fix the time for starting to get going, or you know what, um, this doesn't quite sound right for me, um, or I need some time. So I, I, I really offer that to anybody. I welcome those calls. We can um, definitely get into it. 
Nice. So um, that's it. Yeah, I have a blog. I have an ongoing blog on Psychology Today website. So if you go there, you can look me up there. I've written a few books and um, I'm ready to rock and roll. Nice. So, Jesus, thank you so much for having me today. It's really great to talk to you. My pleasure. And it's great to see, yeah. you. see you as well. And you have a great rest of the day. All right, Dr. B. You have, Jesus, you have a great rest of your life. How's that? <laughs> I will take that and do it. <laughs> Go for it. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that's the end of our episode. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly, make it a great day.